we hired, they're called the Wedding Sitter and it's um, Cara and she's a Geelong vet nurse actually and Louie actually goes to the vet that she um, works at and she started a business where she comes and minds her dog for the wedding. So she picks him up in the morning, um, Aiden wanted photos with him, so she took him to Aiden, uh, had brushed him, groomed him, dressed him beforehand, uh, looked after him while he was there and then takes him for a big walk, drive, drove him to Taradale and then she, because we had Louise the ring bearer for the day, <laughs> so she had a hold of him and then he ran down the aisle and then she came and gets him again and then she followed us for photos as well. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing real bride Laura Kelly. Welcome. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming Thanks on. For joining we us. actually know each other through my sister-in-law. You grew up with her in Warnable. We did. Yes, we've been best friends for so, many years. And I know you as well from meeting you a couple of times through Amy and also Laura planned and styled your wedding. So the two of you have lots to chat about today. We've so got we're so much. It's like I, this beautiful love affair. Yes. <laughs> I and our audience are really, really looking forward to hearing about, you know, how you two went about this wedding because we've, it's been very popular on our own Instagram page and there's been lots of questions. So we're really looking forward to hearing all about it. So welcome, Laura, from Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and welcome, Laura. So we might just kick off with, um, tell us about yourself, Laura. So I am 29. I had to think about that now, how old I am. <laughs> and I am living in Geelong um, and I work as a nurse and a midwife. I have been working in Melbourne for six years and I've just come back to Geelong, which is very exciting. And yes, I'm living in Geelong with my now hubby and my fur baby, Louis. Yes, we've had many questions about your fur baby, Louis, but we'll discuss that later. I know, he almost stole the show. I, think, I was yes. like, Louis, calm down. Whoa. And for those of <laughs> we you who your wifey. <laughs> haven't seen any photos yet, which we'll post on our Instagram, but Louis was a big part in the wedding. I think I saw photos of him dressed in a tuxedo at one stage. Yes. Um, so very, very adorable. So we're really looking forward to hearing all about that. But we might start off with how did you meet your partner? So I met Aiden back in 2015. Our stories are a little bit different how we met. We met at the famous gallery nightclub in Warrnambool. Um, I cannot really remember our first meeting. I was a little bit intoxicated. <laughs> And so I thought he slipped into my DMs like, oh, this is a little bit random. But obviously it wasn't very random because we'd already met. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we were on and off for a little while and got back together in 2017 and have been together since then. Lovely. And how did Aiden propose? So we were in Noosa, we do a family trip with my mum and dad and my family in 2019 and we were doing the National Park Walk and we did it the night before and it was, no one was around and it was beautiful. Then we went back home and the next day Aiden's like, oh, do you want to do that National Park Walk again? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And I went, I had no makeup on, oily hair. I think I had a stain on my t-shirt even, so I was really prepared and he was acting so You were looking weird. your best. Oh, my finest. And he was acting really <laughs> weird on this walk. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And nearly had the typical fight before you get engaged. I'm like, it's fine. We'll just go home. It's all good. Little did I know he was about to propose in that walk. 
Um, this time, I think all of Noosa had also planned to do the same walk, so he was extra nervous. But um, oh, and really because good. you'd done it the night before with nobody, yes, he yeah, and then the next day it's like <laughs> everyone <laughs> the was masses there. of Noosa decided <laughs> to come. Oh, yes, so then yeah, he proposed, and then we got to go home and have dinner with mum and dad. So it was beautiful. Really lovely. Oh, nice. Did you do it the night before? Did he do it the night before just so he could gauge where yeah, he might possibly so, do it yeah. and <laughs> take note of all the surroundings and things like that? Yes. So, but yeah, no, it wasn't um, as he had planned it would be with no one around. <laughs> Was everyone watching? Yeah. Yeah. But I took Anyone clap? No yes, we had claps. But I think I swore a lot. I, it wasn't as romantic as I thought it was going to be and just cried. <laughs> it's, n- it's not like a movie, is it? No. It's, it's really not. Oh, my gosh. It's very rarely not. Like, Nathan had to ask me a few times. Is that so that's a yes, right? Like, I know probably after all these years it wouldn't be a no. But, like, can you just say the word yes so that I can get that through my head so we can move on? Because I was like, oh, no, 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 Yeah, I was the same. It took, was a good couple of just minutes. Just say yes, please. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, you tell me a little bit about the background of your wedding because I know you had a small intimate wedding, which I'm also planning to do for my wedding. I'm only having my bridal party and things like that as well. Tell me how how did that come about or how did you get to that point where it was a bit smaller? Because obviously it was a global pandemic last year. Did you have initially a big wedding planned or tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, so we obviously got engaged um, before COVID in 2019. It was the August. Yeah. So we were blissfully unaware of what was about to happen. Uh, so I got in touch with Laura probably in the October after we got yeah. engaged and we went full steam ahead planning a wedding for 200 people. Um, oh, wow. Yes. That's a big number. <laughs> so I think we'd even sent out the save the dates and everything and obviously then the global pandemic hit. Um, so we kept steaming ahead with the plan till about July when I met again with Laura and this was we'd just come out of the second no the first lockdown and hadn't gone into second lockdown yet and working in the hospital system I guess I had a little bit of an inkling of where things were going to go um Mm. working in Melbourne we were planning for it to get worse before it got better um so met with Laura and I just said I don't think we're going to be able to have our 200 people by January 2022 uh, 2021 and she's like, I think the same. <laughs> um, so we slightly yes. changed plans to more like, well, what, what else can we do? And we had plan B of cutting it down, the numbers again. And then sort of plan C was the intimate ceremony, bridal party, family only. And as we got further into the pandemic, it just kept getting worse. I think it was September, we decided to pull the pin and just do the intimate wedding. Yeah, so was it the same date and everything? You same just... date, yes. Yep, but just... And was it the same venue? Or... No, so we decided to go completely different. We obviously were going to Bay Wines, um, which has the water vineyard aspect, and we decided we wanted to do something completely different to that. And how did you go from... How did, I'm sure Laura really would have helped you with all of this. My first question is how did you go... If you'd sent out the save the dates already, how did you go kind of then stripping it back down again? Was that? So we sent out a, another save the date to all, I guess, saying postponed to yeah. 2022 and then kept it under wraps that we were actually getting married. Just the yeah, people that yeah. were invited knew. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And my, what's my other question? My second question is, so you obviously, how did you kind of work with, 
I'm sure Laura would have really been so helpful with this. And this is why it's obviously so important to get a wedding planner or stylist, um, particularly during like a global pandemic with booking in supplies and stuff. Did you, did she kind of just handle that? Were you like cancel Bay Wines, cancel this, like you sorted out. I just, can you rebook all this? How did that kind of relationship work? Uh, Laura did the whole thing. She planned a whole nother wedding. It was insane what that woman can do. <laughs> insane. Yes. Um, we didn't have to do anything at all. I don't know how people firstly postponed or even did another wedding without a wedding planner during a pandemic. Did it kind of like relieve a lot of stress for you? Absolutely. You know, her taking care of old contracts and things like that you didn't have to worry about. Because I know I've had friends that um, had done the same thing. Actually, I'm going to a wedding this Saturday. She's doing exactly the same thing as you. Had initially planned a really big wedding at Quatquata. And as now we're going to the registry and I think a bar and pub afterwards. It's completely a different wedding. Um, but, you know, she lost quite a bit of money on having booked, you know, her venue and she lost money on the sax player, like, you know, a couple of thousand dollars out of pocket. Were you out of pocket any money, completely changing your plans in September to a smaller wedding? Well, we have decided to still keep the party aspect. So in that way, we didn't lose too much money because we'll still have most of our suppliers for that party. Oh, great. Yes. And is that going to be at Bay Wines or is that? Yeah, so that'll be at Bay on our one year anniversary. Oh, great. And I think that's probably, I reckon we should not digress, but stop there because I think that's what a lot of people who are cancelling versus postponing are coming up against now. At the end of the day, if you are postponing your wedding and look, every supplier is different. So I think couples really need to understand that what one supplier's terms are are not necessarily going to be the same for every other supplier but a lot of suppliers that you work with are saying okay well if you need to move your date let's just shift it to the new date but if you're physically cancelling suppliers then it's almost a guarantee that regardless of how um, you know how compassionate and how much you need sent things a booking fee is a booking fee and that unfortunately unless you can make it work with all of them does get wavered so it becomes really intimidating to then change because you do run into that aspect of okay well will any of them be available and yes they're all booked for your original date but can you find a venue on that date now you might have your whole lot of suppliers but you're not even going to have a venue yet so it's it's a it's a lot of back and forth and I think for a couple it's a really hard thing to compartmentalize okay if we are going to change and move this we've got to be aware that potentially we're going to run into some monetary loss like how I mean gosh we walked through it together but behind closed doors were you and Aiden super concerned about the quantity of deposits because I mean and we've got to remember and our listeners have got to know you guys were set for every single supplier there was none outstanding it was completely planned every supplier that was needed basically was booked so behind the absolute composure that you both showed you were amazing was there a huge concern for both of you that that there would be some loss Yeah, absolutely. If we didn't do that postponement aspect of having another wedding, we would have lost thousands of dollars because everything was locked in. And so we had to weigh up those options of do we lose that money or do we do that party aspect in addition to the intimate aspect as well. Um, But, yeah, that – and we heard horror stories of people losing thousands of dollars and that would have been Mm. so tough already with what you're going through in a global pandemic. 
Yeah, exactly. So with your wedding, so you basically you basically planned two weddings. So you've I had this Laura wedding. <laughs> Laura, sorry, has. together you have. <laughs> but with the um, wedding, like you, this first wedding that was much smaller. So you got married at Churchill. Yes. Was that correct? Yeah, and, and that's in Dalesford, isn't it? Yeah, so Tarradale, so 30 yes. minutes from Dalesford. Oh, great. It's so a little bit further out. Yeah. Did you um, – oh, I lost my train of thought here. I was going to say oh, – did you have the same kind of supplies that you're going to have that you have postponed to next year? So did you have like the same flower, florals, photographer, like is everything We the had same? the same florist because Prunella, they own Churchill as well. So we are having Prunella. So that worked out really well. But I think otherwise everything else – we changed, didn't we, Laura? I don't think there was anything except for Joe. Yeah. Joe Betts, oh. our celebrant, stayed the same. Yeah, you. Do you know what, Han? You were actually. It was pretty. Joe Betts was the same. Um, Love Soldier, so your oh, yes. videographers yep. was and the Toby, same, Toby, and Toby Toby was the same. So it was just whether or not you ship your photographer from Sydney to Melbourne for this, or you get a Melbourne photographer. Which and it ended COVID up you we guys couldn't really, they couldn't come because we were. It was yeah. way too, yeah, yeah, way too risky, and yeah, in the end, I actually on the day you got married, yeah, I don't even know if they he. He could have made it. No, because I think we just had that no. New Year's oh. Sydney Byron thing happen. Oh, so they God, couldn't have come yep. down. But um, so no. we had Ali Bailey instead. I'm a big thing that you're meant to cross paths with people in life, and how Ali came in was just we were meant to have her as our photographer in the end. So that was amazing. Oh, your photos were beautiful, actually, really amazing. And so you two worked together, so you planned this smaller intimate wedding how many guests did you have Laura uh including us it was 30 30 and I actually caught up with Laura after your wedding I think we did a podcast and she said it was one of the best weddings she's ever been to or seen she said it was so moving and there was so much emotion she I think you said like it was probably one of the best like I don't want to it was honestly, it was probably, I think there's like, there's some amazing weddings aesthetically. There's some amazing weddings um, detail driven wise, but there's, uh, it, there's a different caliber of weddings that actually move you, I think. And I think for you guys, after everything you, be, you had been through, the lead up, the build up, having to change, having to accept that, shift your entire focus work in you know you you are in hospitals as well Laura so work like on the front line throughout the entire year seeing the effects of what we look at and we're like oh my god COVID it's so bad but you are in a hospital it's completely different that you what you viewed compared to what we viewed and we found it hard enough I think it just everything the sun shone (laughs) it was beautiful it was yeah there was everything about it that I think it had soul and sometimes you do get weddings and none of my couples but you do hear some stories where you're like it was a bit soulless and it was a bit how wedding. how do you think that there was so much soul there was it just like the crowd and group of people do you know what was think it the intimate it aspect and intimate? of it definitely I don't think we would have had the same and Aiden and I spoke about this the same emotion with 200 people and those, yeah. the 28 people that were there had rode that whole roller coaster with us. And I think just getting to that point, it was just so emotional in that aspect. Even for both Aiden and I, I don't think, yeah, it would have been as emotional it being 200 people. That's really given me confidence because I'm also having, I think there's 31 people at my wedding. Um, 
next January. So we're doing basically the same thing. I think like too with COVID, it's just Sam and I, when we decided that we were getting married, we were just like, it was in the middle of the pandemic and we're like, let's just do something small because we don't want to have to postpone and... And um, your priorities think, shift, don't they? They in a Yeah, pandemic. and I think because we had a baby. Mm. Yeah, we had a baby and we're like, I just think, and I think because we had interviewed another bride who had a very small wedding as well, Jas- Jasmine Lindsay, and she said she just had her, was it sister or a brother? It was her the four, brother the four and of his them. partner. Oh, they went to a restaurant yeah. for dinner, like oh, a yeah. crowded restaurant, and she was in her wedding dress. And she said it was like the best, like people were shouting them bottles of wine. And, yeah. Um, she said it was amazing. And then I think you had your wedding and you obviously had 30 people, so so similar to what we're going to have. And Laura just came home from your wedding and said it was just incredible. And I was like, that has set in stone to me that we have made the right decision here. Yeah, you're going to so love on, it, Andy. On, oh, thank you. <laughs> so on top of that, um, you know, obviously it was really challenging kind of postponing everything and moving all the suppliers across. And Laura um, looking at the invoices and contracts on your side what do you think was the most challenging part of you know this whole planning process for both of you a question for both of you do you think I think the fact of just getting in the headspace of changing that plan of what it was meant to be like you dream of having a wedding and it's with all your aunties uncles family closest school friends and none of those could come so I really had to shift my headspace um, to make it that it's going to be this beautiful intimate ceremony and we are going to get that party aspect but I found that quite difficult that I wasn't going to have those people there to see me get married um, and we're quite a close family so my auntie's not being there and of course my school friends were also so close not having them there was really difficult mm. that aspect do you know what I think I'm probably going to jinx it but I feel like shifting finding the space moving your suppliers I don't think that was the hardest part for for Laura and Aiden which is not actually quite common the common thing when you postpone is a lot more um there's a lot more shift in the suppliers that you choose and how hard it is so for me it actually was fairly seamless I think the most challenging probably was (laughs) <laughs> I don't know it sounds like we went on this emotional bloody roller coaster but it was probably the emotion of watching the couple have to re-jig what they wanted versus what they're going to have because I've been married and I think if I was in the space even with all the experience that I've got now if I was the bride it would be a really hard thing and and you know I know from experience how amazing small weddings can be but you know, it, it's trying not to convince the couple that it's going to be okay, but convince the couple that it's going to be okay. I mean, their suppliers were great. We didn't shift a date. We just pulled them to a new location. So your postponement was not a normal postponement that, you know, you have to pick up a group of 15 suppliers and move it to a new venue, new date, new everything. We kind of just said, okay, everything's basically the same except you're going to be playing for 30 people not 200 yeah and you're going to be playing in Taradale not in Kaluas so uh, my job that was okay planning a new wedding is uh, you know it's no less work and I think you know people people might not know that but 
elopements of two people versus intimate events. We had one on the weekend of 10 versus small weddings of 30 versus weddings of 200. The actual workload doesn't change. So that was probably one of the bigger things that, you know, is really hard. And that's what we spent all of last year doing. We planned two and three weddings for basically every single couple. And, you know, this one was just for Laura and Aiden was as smooth as a postponement could possibly be. However, I think I do need to add there their supplier choice that they'd made initially in the very initial stages of choosing who they wanted to be around them on their day and create their vibe. Absolutely 100% adds to the ease of postponing. So the professionalism, the ability for people to work as hard as they can to make sure that we can just make everything work. Good suppliers and suppliers with a lot of experience are going to be able to do that for you and make sure that your transition from what was to what will be is as smooth as it possibly can be. Um, You know, and I think Laura and Aiden were just, they were blessed with incredibly amazing suppliers around them that you know could just shift on a dime and it all we were very much guided with our decision in supplies by you Laura in the beginning Mm. as well and you that was having that wedding planner we had that insight to what what is a good supplier so we're very lucky to have that from the beginning yeah Oh, that's, yeah, that's good because it's good to know because, you know, there can be a difference in price between, you know, what I would classify as maybe good's a wrong word because I've got to be really careful, but a a more experienced potentially supplier. Um, And so when you are paying invoice upon invoice upon invoice upon, it's really intimidating to just get hit with all these costs. And, you know, some of them are not, some of the investments you're making are not cheap. Um, And so that, you know, I think that's a hard thing for couples as well is to weigh up, okay, well, you know, we want the best of the best that we can invest in because not everybody's budget's the same. Um, But I think that working with suppliers that work together after and we didn't even know this would happen when we were booking your suppliers you know we did, we had no idea that this would be the trajectory that you guys and the rest of the world would be on for all of last year and still unfortunately this year um you know so picking suppliers that work really well together and basing it off what suits you and your venue i think is really important mm, absolutely and talking about the styling of the wedding, because I, I, we had a question on our Instagram for you. So whether gorgeous florals, your vision, or were you guided by Prunella? So tell us about kind of, Laura, what you wanted, how you conveyed that to Laura. We'll start with that as a first question. So uh, with this sort of um, the intimate ceremony, I just picked, we had a few colour schemes that we wanted to go with, but I know we're pretty happy for both Laura and Prunella to just do their thing for this. And I think you can tell by the photos when we walked in, my jaw was literally on the floor because um, it was such a surprise for us as well. So we re- yeah, really just picked colour scheme and we let you guys go. And that I sort of I wanted roses. That was about it. Um, otherwise, so you kind of went like with this greenery white yeah neutral I'm looking really, just at a yeah. photo yeah lots of like kind of white table linen with some candles mm. and very kind of um like a, it, it's 
yeah, it's kind of a bit traditional, isn't it, in a, in a sense, when you're looking at it. Tell me about, like, how you brought this vision to life and it what was, Laura kind of threw yeah. out you and you. It was interesting. I think we initially stuck on a white-on-white palette. That was kind of when we walked in, we're like, oh, it's really crisp. It's got heaps of texture in the venue, heaps of colours in the venue. If you actually look really closely, there's lots of neutral shades, but there's heavy pops of green, really heavy, dark timber. So it's like, oh... You can add lots of colours in there, but the more you add, the more it's going to conflict and clash. So you've got to be really careful. So we initially went in saying, okay, let's really do, yeah, lots of beautiful roses, white on white, um, you know, really make it clean and airy because it can be really heavy. And being summer, if you want to walk into a space that's quite dark and quite heavy with a lot of the colours that's in there, it can be quite encumbersome and it can kind of just... um, be very heavy for a summer wedding so we're like let's lighten it up put some whites but uh the church at churchill obviously that's where it got its name in from is has got it's a church it's got really really high ceilings so you've only got a small amount of guests and if you're not putting volume and height and depth to the space it would look really really bare and the best way to do this is to add volume and the not the cheapest but the easiest way to add volume is with trees and yeah. so we're yes. and I'm looking at that adding like, the trees in there I'm like oh I don't know we'd started on this white theme and I'm like not anti-green but I'm like oh we had this idea I'm like I've got it like you I've got I've got to wrap my head around changing something that I didn't think we'd be doing I'm like, oh god I'm like this is not as easy as I thought it would be but we added the trees in there and, and adding the foliage and the height of the trees yes, had beautiful. to then be translated to everything around. And, you know, we had a bit of rain. So Taradale was actually quite green in comparison to what it is. For all our listeners, it's a regional or a rural town in Victoria in Australia. And so it's, it's quite dusty in summer. It's quite... Um, you know, the colours are really dry. Um, the greenery is not really there, but they've had a bit of rain. So being able to incorporate and lift that kind of real garden style vibe, I think was really important. Um, and then it was all about texture, the rooms, textural, the way that it's designed, the architecture, the pitch of the roof, the shapes inside the church as well as outside. Obviously being a church is well thought out. And so all the details on the table being super intimate had to be really thought out. You couldn't just slap down a napkin and a table linen and uh, think that everything was fine in there. It had to be a lot of attention to detail. And I must say, Laura, every wedding you've ever done has been completely original. Yeah. They're Whenever quite I've looked at your, <laughs> you really take care in looking at the venue and the surround, like as you're talking about, it's really dry. So you've got to work with these like tones. It's just because when I'm looking at like Laura's um, Instagram or the photos, um, every time I see you do a wedding, it's always something different. You don't have, you know, you see a lot of stylists. I don't know if you see them as well, Laura, like wedding stylists that have one look. Yes, and they just Laura's recreate it again that, and again yeah. and again with different colours and it's just the same shit. They've just got some sort of 
look that they do that obviously works but each time Laura really takes into consideration the surrounding like adding volume and height and incorporating like bringing in trees were you just like what the hell Laura well, we like, went to the if you want to bring trees into this church you can bring trees in <laughs> we I went to the site you. visit and Laura's like yeah I'm thinking trees and I'm like how are you gonna get trees in here but yeah cool let's do trees yeah you do <laughs> and you. it worked so well <laughs> like it was amazing yeah. Yeah, and like these, it's um, like a play on like these textures. Like if you look at the candles, there's these smooth round candles, but then also like these rich, rigid kind of, um, they almost look like these melted candles. Not, they're not melted at all, but like these beautiful candles with like a round shiny kind of grey vase with, you know, just all these small, beautiful, intricate details. And it's beautiful, that, the crystals even that were on the tape. Like it was just so much detail throughout on that table. It was amazing. Yes, and Laura, you've, you've obviously just known, like Laura, you're the expert here. And I think this is really easy to forget, but, you know, you, you're the person that styles weddings. Like yeah. these are the colours I want, but you go ahead and you kind of correct, you put it together. And I think a lot of people forget to put trust in, experts don't they yeah like well, you're an expert like in, in my your field job, you, know. you go see a medical like you go see as a midwife you go see a midwife to deliver a baby like that makes sense it makes sense to trust your wedding planner yes. to do what they do yeah 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 and then there's also people that go to their obstetrician no yeah. I want to have my baby two weeks overdue and the obstetrician's like no you need this baby out in seven days yeah. like no I want to wait 14 it's like just listen to the expert, the ones that are always doing it, you know, you've got to have trust and faith and you've obviously just done that and let her do her thing and it's just turned out to be like magical and beautiful. So I think that's a really good takeaway for our listeners as well is, you know, if you are hiring a planner or stylist, give them what you want to a certain extent, but, you know, let them run with. Yeah, you have you know, to have trust they, in your planner. They can do. Absolutely. Yeah, and you obviously have completely. Uh, next question is we've had a lot of questions about your dog Uh, firstly they want to know what breed your dog is (laughs) and how did you incorporate your dog in the day because I also actually asked Laura this because you had some dog minder or yes run me through what you hired (laughs) a dog minder Louis is a groodle and he's a very well-behaved groodle so I think we hit the jackpot with that but um, he's one of the most (laughs) well-behaved big dogs who is so soft I've ever met. He's beautiful. He's so good. Like a little human. (laughs) But um, so we hired, they're called the wedding sitter and it's um, Cara and she's a Geelong vet nurse actually and Louie actually goes to the vet that she um, works at and she started a business where she comes and minds your dog for the wedding. So she picks him up in the morning, um, Aiden wanted photos with him, so she took him to Aiden, uh, had brushed him, groomed him, dressed him beforehand, uh, wow. looked after him while he was there and then takes him for a big walk, drive, drove him to Taradale and then she, because we had Louise the ring bearer for the day, <laughs> so she had a hold of, of him and then he ran down the aisle and then she came and gets him again and then she followed us for photos as well. It was amazing. It's wow. amazing. Do you know what? I always think of her business and it's probably like a, a not, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I'm always like, I feel like she in the wedding industry is like the modern day inventor of the post-it. You know when there are these things that people invent or an app or something that you're like, that is so, that is not a technically hard thing to do, but it is the best idea that no one has ever had that is now someone's had. She is going to do amazing. And every single wedding so many people, I see, there's always so dogs. many people use her. I'm like, what an, it started as a side hustle. So amazing. And she is so 
busy. It's insane. So can you just repeat her Instagram? Just what is it? The dog minder? Uh, the, wedding the wedding sitter. sitter. Oh, mm. the wedding sitter. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, ta- we'll tag all your supplies yeah, in the show notes. Amazing. But yeah. there were so many questions. So many, so many questions. Oh, and she comes with treats. She comes with baby wipes. She comes with everything that can possibly be needed for the day with the dog. Yeah, she's amazing. I love that. That's such a great idea. Um, So moving on from that, how did the hunt for the dress go? So surprisingly pretty easy. I um, went up to Sydney with a designer in mind I went to them with one of my bridesmaids quite early on and thought, okay, I need to come back here with mum. So I got mum on board. We were going up to Sydney and I thought I better show mum another designer. And that's when I came across Jess from J. Andrietta. So we went there before I was going to the other designer and I put on the dress that was the first one I tried on with her. And I walked out and I had two other brides, three other bridesmaids there and they all started crying. And I'm like, oh, okay, this has changed the plan a little bit. (laughs) This might be the dress. (laughs) Um, so tried on a few more there, went back to the other designer who I thought I was getting my dress from. And afterwards I was like, no, I have to go with Jess from Jay Andrietta. She was amazing. Um, and so glad I went with the choice with her throughout COVID. Cause obviously we did a lot of online. Um, I think three of my appointments got canceled cause we couldn't get to Sydney. Uh, so she was amazing. Very supportive throughout COVID. Great. Beautiful. I lo- absolutely loved your dress and you did change into a slip as well. Yes, I did, just um, because the dress was quite long, had quite a big train on it, just for something a little bit more comfortable. So just changed into a um, a little slip, which was nice. And that was from Hexi. Yes, and I just added a little um, split to the the side of it there. Oh, did you? So you altered that yourself? Yeah. yeah, That's a really good idea. A bit more party. Oh, amazing. Um, And so what was your favourite detail of the wedding or your favourite moment? One of, obviously, we, our plan was for our first wedding was doing before photos. So with this intimate ceremony, we got to do the walk down the aisle and Aiden see me for the first time. So that was a beautiful moment that we didn't think we were going to have. So that was really lovely. Um, but I think that moment of walking into that church and seeing what Laura had done with Prunella, Aiden and I nearly, oh, it was incredible. Probably, yeah, and to have that captured and to have them two at the top watching us walking as well was hilarious. We were so creepy and I actually thought, I mean, it's so structurally sound, but I was like, oh, my God, could you imagine if, like, this we fell over the top of this car? <laughs> For everybody who haven't been to Churchill, it's this – they've got an incredible mezzanine that sits on top of the entrance to the church that you can actually – not many people go up there, but you can head up there and then look down. And we just, um, we did. We gave Laura and Aiden a reveal of their room and we creepily hid upstairs and watched all their reactions. <laughs> like weirdos. Yeah, that but is. But it's really special because a lot of stylists, I mean, a lot of stylists will know this, very, not very often are you on site when the bride and groom get there. I mean, you do all your creative build up and then most of the time, um, you know, a styling company might actually peel out before um, the bride even gets there. So having the opportunity to appreciate Laura and Aiden's appreciation is something that, yeah, you just don't forget as a planner. It's really special. And it was so nice to see that before everyone else as well, to have that moment. Yes. It was really Oh my really, God, yeah. Yeah. Your day that. for sure. Mm. For sure. Um, and were there any regrets or disasters? Um, no regrets. Um, I think having that intimate ceremony was amazing. 
And disaster-wise, I would not have known if there was any disaster because Laura, that's, I guess, the bonus of having a planner. If anything was to happen, I would never know. So that mm-hmm. was, yeah, definitely a bonus of having a planner. But no, no disasters. No. Other no, than COVID. Disasters. Yeah. Other than COVID, that's it. And what would you do the same and what would you do differently? Um, the same, I think I now would definitely do, still do that intimate ceremony. Um, yeah. Except maybe be able to extend it to like 50 people <laughs> instead of 30 yeah. so you can yeah. get those other main people in um but otherwise no it was it was perfect the day was absolutely perfect and now that you're married what's the best piece of advice you can give other couples in the middle of planning their own wedding so a word of advice for future brides uh, don't forget what the actual why you're getting married and that is marrying your love of your life i think there can be very easily forgotten um with planning a party aspect of it and taking on trying to please too many people so i think covid definitely brought that back to us and that's why we decided to get married is that we we that's what we wanted to do and that's the most important thing um as well as if it's in your budget get a planner i could not recommend it more highly Mm, especially now with covid it's yes very important i think very save, important. Save you a Colorado lot of drama. everyone. Well, yes. thank you so much, Laura and Laura. <laughs> I've really loved hearing this, how you work together. It's been interesting because I always hear Laura's expert tips and advice when whilst we interview brides, but it's been really great to hear from a bride's perspective of how, you know, it's gone working with her. So I've loved every moment of it. Um, and we'll pop your photos up. And Bye. I'll pay you royalties later. No, I'm joking. <laughs> No, it seems so so special to relive the day, especially with you, Laura, as well. Like it was just, it was an amazing day. So it's so nice to do it all over again. Beautiful, yeah, amazing. Thanks so much to saving lives. Yes, and bringing babies into this world. Mm. (laughs) I love it. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.